Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey guys, welcome to the Dream Bigger Podcast. If you're new here, I'm your host Sif and I'm so excited that you've tuned in. So if you follow me on Instagram, you'd have seen that I got into a pretty gnarly e-scooter accident. Basically, I fell off an e-scooter and had to be taken to the hospital. I am currently recovering from two minor brain injuries, a couple of fractures, and a pretty swollen face. But I'm super grateful that I'm okay and, you know, I'm going to make a full recovery in a few weeks, which is super exciting. But that's basically why I've taken a short break from the podcast um, and I'm excited to be back. So this week's episode is with Dale and Elizabeth, the lovely ladies behind Sweats in the City. So I love group workouts and I have found so many of my favorite classes in New York and LA from um, Sweats in the City, which is their their blog. So I'd actually been following them for a long time, even prior to recording this podcast, and I'm really excited to bring them on. If you love group workouts like I do, you've likely already seen them on Instagram because they really are the ultimate resource when it comes to group workouts, finding the best instructors in a city, and just all things basically fitness. Dale and Elizabeth also launched their new platform, Sweat with Sweats Over Lockdown, which is such a cool idea. Basically, Sweat with Sweats brings the group fitness concept straight to your home. You get to do live group workouts with awesome instructors. One of the things I missed most when we went into quarantine was group fitness, so this idea is just genius if you ask me. Before we get into the show, let's discuss this week's hot tip, which actually comes at a great time for me personally. So I started reading The Daily Stoic recently. Um, It's a book by Ryan Holiday, and it was actually recommended to me by my brother. Basically, I never in my life thought I would get into philosophy because I've taken some pretty horrible classes in university and high school, honestly, like just snooze fests. And I was very much against philosophy after um, the fact. But my brother got me into stoicism because it really helped him. So essentially, earlier in June, I was talking to my brother and I was just telling him I was really frustrated by things outside of my control, which were happening as our business was growing. My anxiety had just been a lot higher than usual. And 
because of a few high stake scenarios that I was in, I found myself oscillating between really high highs and really exhausting lows. And I just wanted to kind of stabilize because I felt like I wasn't in a healthy, healthy place. So my brother has been practicing stoicism for a few years now, and he recommended that I look into the Daily Stoic by Ryan Holiday, which essentially um, distills really important lessons, which may be more difficult to digest from famous philosophers like Epictetus and Marcus Aurelius and just makes it very digestible to the everyday kind of consumer. So takes these lessons and then puts it into words that we understand and we can kind of learn lessons from, which I thought was really, really awesome. So I've been reading it every single day. It's really cool because you just read a page a day and it's a lesson a day, essentially. And you learn a lot. It's also really helped me through this um, accident of mine because it's kind of put things into perspective and just has helped me um, kind of find my emotional happy place through the whole thing if that makes sense it it just puts things into perspective which is just very very helpful so I highly recommend that everyone gives this book a read honestly even if you hate philosophy I thought I did but this is just completely different basically I recommend that everyone reads this book because it just helps deal with life and is just awesome Okay, that being said, let's get into today's show with Dale and Elizabeth. I'm so excited for this one, and I hope you love it as much as I do. So first and foremost, tell me about your backgrounds and how you met. So Dale and I met because I was moving here for a job um, in finance. And I actually, yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And I actually posted on Facebook that I was looking for a roommate and randomly one of our mutual friends put two and two together. He put us on a FaceTime and really from there we were roommates. I moved in having never met Dale before and we were roommates for what was it Dale like three years? Yeah like maybe like two and a half? Yeah. Two? Something like that yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh well Dale what were you doing before you met Elizabeth? I was working at a startup in fashion. So yeah, Elizabeth and I just randomly by fate connected and it all worked out. So then like what even led to Sweats in the City then? Like what was that path? Like did you guys just start doing these workouts? Were you guys really into working out? I just like tell me everything. Yeah, so we got along really well right away and a lot of that had to do with the fact that we had had so many common interests, one of which was boutique fitness. And at the time, you know, people were definitely doing bar classes and a few things here and there, but it wasn't like it is now. So we would we were going into all these studios somewhat blind and we would come back at the end of every day and we would be talking about, you know, the class we took and should, you know, would you recommend it for a friend kind of thing. And in doing so, we started seeking out resources that could provide us with this kind of unbiased information. And we really couldn't find anything, which is why we then solved the problem ourselves, And that's why our bread and butter of, of Sweats in the City is, is kind of like studio reviews. What year was this? 2016. Oh, yeah. You guys were definitely early to the game. Yeah. Like, it, it, it felt kind of like not early, but it, it definitely felt like a lot of people were already transitioning to full-time jobs. But it was definitely the first of its type to be on the scene. Like there was a lot of fashion, there was also fitness, but there wasn't like a fitness review 
uh, Instagram account. Yeah. And still, even to this date, I feel like you guys are the, the ones who've like really created this niche. So back when you guys decided that you were going to create this, like almost this resource, what was this whole process like? Like, did you guys just decide, okay, like we're going to do a blog or it was Instagram? Like what was that whole time like? Um, it started off sort of just an idea and we started writing down reviews and sending them out to our friends and family over email. And it was something that we were looking for ourselves that we couldn't find. We didn't go full fledged and do a blog right away. And then we, we would write them down in our notes and our, in our uh, phone. And then eventually we launched a blog where we would put in our reviews. And then from there we started the Instagram account. So we're kind of like, we have all this information. We've reviewed all these studios. We started gathering so much stuff. Now let's, now let's do like the social fun part of it where we can, you know, connect and really blast this out. But it was like, just to touch on the Instagram component, it was so different when we started. I mean, we were showing like, it's just funny to look back at our posts and like what we thought was relevant content at the time, because we were posting like just a photo of like a gym, like not us in it, no people, just bare bones. Here's what you get if you go there. And obviously as people's interest in kind of like what we were up to grew, we started making ourselves a part of that content, but it was really kind of trial and error, just figuring out what people responded best to and really, again, just trying to solve that need. Honestly, it's, I think it's like that for any business. And like, I've spoken to so many content creators, like entrepreneurs on this podcast. And the, the, it's the same thing that I keep hearing. It's just like launch quickly and then iterate based on the feedback that you're getting. And that's essentially what you guys did. Yeah. I think it, it all happened very seamlessly because there was, we had such a passion for what we were talking about that we were doing it anyway. You know, our coworkers were benefiting from these lists, our friends and family were. And so it just felt so natural that it then turned into something more substantial. Yeah. And I think that what you guys have done with this niche is like, it's actually incredible. And like, let me tell you, um, when I would do trips to New York, it was actually like we were talking about this before the podcast started, but Jordana Hart is like a really good friend of mine. And so before when I do trips to New York, like, like a while back when we initially met, she's like, oh, you should check out Sweats in the City because they're like, you know, they have all these really great studio recommendations. And so obviously you guys have like really nailed down this niche. And that's actually like still like whenever I'm looking up, like, where should I work out? You guys are the resource. So what advice do you have for content creators who are trying to find their niche? Like, how did you do it so seamlessly? I think it's, yeah, that's, well, thank you so much. Um, we really love to hear that because we put a lot of effort into our reviews and our aggregated list of studios. And we're like, I hope people actually use it. Like we've got a whole interactive map on our website. So glad to hear that. Um, so basically ours came out of like a passion. And I think that of course, everyone says you should be passionate about things, but the one thing that comes social media is you have to be consistent and you have to know who you're talking to. So if you don't find, you know, passion in what you're doing every single day, you're not, you're probably going to drift off and not be consistent about it. We really had a drive to like explore new studios and try out new things. And we love boutique fitness. So I think if someone is starting out, they should first really narrow down a focus. It's better to be as focused as possible when you start, then expand out versus trying to be everything to everyone, because there's just too many influencers out there for people just to follow someone, unless you're maybe a celebrity and just to know your life when you haven't really narrow down, you know, what your focus is, then it becomes kind of like a jumble and people don't really, I know 
it's hard to get that um, loyal following. So whatever you are passionate about, whether it's finance, whether it's, you know, funny memes or anything, um, really hone in on that and expand from there and, you know, add things in because people will eventually want to get to know you and your other interests. And, you know, once they look to you for workout advice, they may also look to you for home, you know, furnishings or finding an apartment in New York City. It kind of just like expands that way. So that would probably be my recommendation. And I think just going off of what Dale said, in addition, being yourself while you're doing all of that and making sure that you stick to being yourself and don't let yourself sort of like veer off path because you're trying to be emulate somebody else's niche or whatever it may be. Like people really pick up on that. And I think that some of the most successful bloggers and influencers are that way because they, like Dale said, took a passion and turned it into something. But all the while they were very true to themselves and brought their very you know, their personality to the forefront. I think people really enjoy seeing that and they can feel when you're kind of trying to be something that you're not. Totally. So when did you guys start incorporating other elements like, you know, wellness tips aside from just studios, like the the cute outfits you were wearing, all of that? I feel like it was super gradual. So it wasn't like one day we were like, okay, let's expand. Um, It started again, like, very niche moving outward. So then it turned into some of the foods we were eating and then some of the, um, you know, we're apparel we were wearing and it kind of just started with everything related to boutique fitness and then our fitness lifestyles. And then we started becoming more personal just as we felt more comfortable. Um, and from there, of course, we each really showed our own personalities because at the beginning we were kind of just, I would say it was kind of like looking at a book of like our magazine and you're just looking through pictures and advice, but people didn't really get to know us and our individual personalities. And I think that's what really made our community feel connected to us on top of just getting information. Um, so it was, it's definitely been gradual. I would say over these almost five years, we've really like, we've kind of been like an onion, just keep releasing shelves. And as we go through our personal lives, um, and our big events in our lives, we bring, you know, everyone along with us. And of course there's some things that we still keep private because, you know, it's not everything is social media. Um, We really do try to let everyone in on pretty much every aspect of our lives that we feel comfortable sharing. Love that. So speaking of how you guys have kind of been this onion to your community, you have done a phenomenal job building that community. Like I've, I've seen the kind of interaction with your posts, like it is, you've done a really, really great job. So for content creators who are looking to kind of um, hone in on their community and really build that, do you have any tips that you can share? Yeah. I mean, I definitely think that just sort of reiterating what we already said, where you're being consistent with your posts, with your stories, and really bringing sort of your day-to-day to the forefront. I think people are very interested in seeing that. I think people are also very interested in seeing things real-time. We used to stash a bunch of content um, you know, in a folder and make sure we had these like beautiful, professionally taken photos, and we're sort of even still realizing, and it's, it's always a trial and error, right? We're all, we're still, we're sort of like, noticing that people want more of the in the moment shots and maybe that means it's not quite as glamorous of a photo but they really want to see like what were you actually doing this morning um so i think that if people can keep it as real as possible and as real time as possible that will definitely help 
How often are you guys on your phone? Like, I'm just really curious because people have different rules around this. And I know like as, as someone who's kind of does this as a, as a full-time job, like it's, it's really challenging. Like where do you guys kind of draw those boundaries? How often do you spend on your phone? Do you have any rules around that? I think it's so funny that when people ask that, I mean, it's a good question, but I don't find we're on our phones more than anyone else. It's more the idea of what we're sharing. Like I've looked at my friends, you know, we all look at our weekly reports and sometimes my Instagram is actually not even that high because I'm not spending most of our days are like, we're going to photo shoots, we're filming snack times, we're on email, we're, you know, filming content and we're not scrolling. Like I'll, I'll literally, you know, the end of the day, I'll sit down and be like, okay, it's my time to scroll. But it's, it's funny because I feel like obviously we have to set boundaries sometimes about what we share and like need that social media break. But in terms of actually being on our phones, I feel like it's pretty consistent with everyone, how everyone is these days. Yeah. And I think something that sort of like decreases our screen time versus other people is that because our work is phone and Instagram for the, for the most part, our pleasure doesn't necessarily come in that form like it does for a lot of people. So like, you know, I'll be around my friends or my boyfriend and they're scrolling I'll actually a lot more than I am in off work hours because I've sort of like maxed out on that during my day and I might want to do something else, read my Kindle, watch a show, like disassociate from the Instagram. So yeah, it sort of like falls into different areas. Yeah, but I like that is such a good point because I'm always the one I'm like, put everyone's phones away right now, please. Like, I don't want to see this <laughs> shit. Like, just put it away. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when COVID hit, how did you guys pivot from group fitness? Like, tell me about that time. Like, initially when COVID began, like, how, how was that whole process for you guys? You know, it was definitely scary at the beginning because our bread and butter, like I said, is these studio reviews. So we were kind of like, well, now we can't do that. And we don't know how long it's going to be until we can do that. How are we going to keep bringing value to these people that follow us and that are seeking the value? Um, So I think it really all kind of started our pivot was our live workout schedule, which is basically a compilation of any instructors that we saw that we have relationships that we love. And we would put it into a Um, like a Google doc so that everyone could view it. We were updating it daily and we were kind of pouring ourselves into that, to be honest. We didn't have a lot of other stuff to focus on and we really wanted to keep people moving and keep people happy because even as people whose job is essentially to work out, we were struggling with it. So that was kind of like our first, um, you know, big shift that we made and that really showed us how much people valued that kind of movement and content. Yeah. Um, you were, you were really quick to pivot by the way, I have to say. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. And we, on top of that live schedule, which really like got passed out quite a bit, my friends in corporate companies unrelated to fitness were like, my company just sent out your live schedule. It's like, how did it even get there? But, um, we also came up with lists of like all the different workout deals, all the different things you can buy from at home. I mean, we're very fortunate in the sense that a lot of people couldn't pivot overnight. They had brick and mortar locations. We just offer our community what they want and need at the time. So um, we did have to put like a lot of partnerships on hold and or cancel a ton of partnerships. There was a ton of, ton of pivoting we had to do, but we were like, you know what? 
this isn't a time where we have to, we are focused on our like business goals. We need to be there for our community because that's what's going to keep the longevity here. And we just need to show up and like do whatever we can to provide them with valuable content that's going to help keep them, you know, sane and not even worry about the other noise. If this is not a normal time, we're all panicking. Let's just see, let's just try to do the best we possibly can. How was that time for you guys personally? Like, did you find that it was really difficult to kind of modify the way you were working out? You know, from a working out standpoint, it, it was, it was difficult. We're obviously pretty well versed in the virtual workout space. So we had a lot of options and a lot of knowledge on what we liked and what we didn't like. Um, but even for us, you know, it wasn't easy. And especially because we were so used to going to so many workout classes during the week. Like that was our work. That was our activity. Um, so it was definitely a, a big change, but it was also a really good opportunity because it allowed us to sort of see, okay, if we're having this problem, a lot of other people probably are. And that was sort of the way that we were able to pivot into our next step, which is our new workout platform that we launched in January. Yeah, actually, I want to hear all about it. It's called Sweat with Sweats, right? So, like, tell me everything. Yeah, so we started, of course, because of the pandemic. And, um, you know, when everything shifted, like, no one was prepared. So many workout platforms came out of the woodwork. And just to add on what Elizabeth said before, in terms of, like, switching over, was, you know, we had that initial two weeks. We all thought it was just going to be two weeks. And then... So we're like, okay, virtual workouts, we can handle it for two weeks. And then slowly the week started adding on. And then we all kind of realized like what we needed out of a virtual experience. One was that there were so many platforms available and a lot of them, each instructor had their own method. And we were subscribed to probably like 20 different platforms. You know, one day we wanted to do dance cardio, one day Pilates. And then the other thing that came out of COVID, which was the Zoom workouts. I mean, before COVID, there wasn't any really Zoom classes around. And that really helped with the accountability factor. So we kind of realized what's the one, what are the things that we need out of a workout platform? Variety and all in one place, accountability. So, you know, having the option to do the live classes and, and also not having too much choice. Like sometimes when you walk, you work in log onto a platform with live workouts, there's like 10 a day. And then sometimes the paradox of too much choice leaves you with none. So let's give everyone like what we're doing. Here's our schedule. This is what we're doing. So it wasn't like we just put out a bunch of workout classes. It's like, this is our schedule that we're following and um, put it together and hire the best and get the best instructors on there that we possibly, um, that we love and that we think our audience would love. I love that. And it's like, what's, how can someone use it? Like walk me through the whole thing. Yeah. So basically it's $19 a month right now. We're doing, I don't know, almost 35 classes a month. We really started off as like three or four a week and it grew substantially because we had so much traction. Um, but basically we have a live schedule. You can look at the schedule about a month out so you can really plan ahead. Um, it's meditations, it's workouts, it's sound baths. Um, it's, postural alignment. It's really kind of everything that Dale and I love. And we've curated into these specific weekly schedules. You sign up from there. You can tune in live. That's obviously the ideal. It's all on Zoom. So it's very user-friendly. We highly encourage people to have their videos on because there's, you know, sort of like hands-off instruction. 
And, and then from there, if you aren't able to make the live classes, we have a very extensive on-demand library where all of our lives are actually saved afterwards. So you can still access anything at any time. And yeah, that's pretty much the premise of it. Yeah, I really like that. I think that the Zoom component kind of brings you as close to an in-person class as you can get, like especially with videos on and everything and you can see everyone else doing it. Like I think that it's just, it gets you as close as you can be. Yeah, it really does. And, and at first, to be totally honest, Dale and I were a little bit anti-Zoom. We just felt that it, it sort of made it so it wasn't like as much hours. We weren't sure if we wanted like the video to live on there. And we spoke to a lot of people about it. We did a lot of research and we found that people are, especially now, a lot more attracted to, the, to Zoom. They're on it all day. They understand how it works. It's, it's a no-brainer. And, and honestly, I, I was wrong with, with my initial thought on it because I love Zoom now and I really love doing the workouts live so much more than even an on-demand class. I really find that like having that even scheduled into my day and knowing that 9.30 tomorrow I have a workout, by 10 I'll be done for the day is a beautiful thing. Well, like that's the whole appeal of, I think, group fitness, right? And like why, like for me, I, I love classes and it was for that reason, because when it was, you know, on demand and like, I'd, I'd have to like log in sometimes it just like, you don't do it. Right. But then if you have, like, if, if you know, it's coming at a certain time, you know, that there is an accountability factor. I don't know. The commitment is like a lot more solid. Definitely. And also just in general, like, and I, we're not on every single, we try to be on most of the classes, but I think it really helps our community knowing that we're there too. And that's another accountability factor that like, you know, if we stand behind it, they'll also want to be a part of it. Um, but I agree, like back to the whole, when there's too much choice, sometimes we just are like, ugh, end up skipping the workout because we're trying to look mm -hmm. for that perfect workout, the perfect time. And it's just like, just do it. Like go do it. It's your time, you know, sign up. And then in 30 minutes, 40 minutes, sometimes more, sometimes less, you will be done and feeling so much better. I love that. So I want to get into specifics about like your favorite classes, et cetera, et cetera. So um, tell me your favorite places in New York to work out, like three that you love going to studios and then three of your favorite instructors who's like online classes, everyone you think, everything, everyone should try. So right now in the city, I've really been loving um, Brooks Pilates, which is um, like a really amazing boutique reformer studio. And I also love um, Ave or Avea. I'm not exactly sure which way to say it. I think they changed their name. Also a great Pilates studio that's currently operating small groups. And yeah, those have been really nice. Um, is that the, the one in East Village? There's one in the East Village and one in the West Village, but it's really kind of more like Greenwich Village, a little bit north. I've been to the one in East Village and I loved it. It was actually one of your recommendations. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I really, really I good. really find the machine feels amazing. Mm -hmm. Dale? Um, so many. Some of them, some of my favorites, I don't know when they're reopening. Like I love Y7. Um, I love Humming Puppy, both yoga. What, wait, oh, yoga. Okay, yoga. Um, also love Salt Drop. Um, Dino, who's the founder of Salt Drop, is um, teaches on our platform and like Dance Body. We love Dance Cardio Sculpt. We'd go to Megan Roop's class a lot in person when she was teaching at Project by Equinox. So maybe that's more than three, but we have so many. Um, yeah, and also Good Day Pilates. We liked a lot. 
Okay, so oh, I yeah. basically I, I'm gonna replay this episode and make sure I yeah. all of them. <laughs> we'll make you a list. Do a list. I'll just star everything. <laughs> Love it. Um, and what about in? Uh, sorry, um, online. Like, what are the ones that you guys are loving? Who, which, which instructors have really got you fired up right now? Yeah, I mean, there are so many. It's nearly impossible to pick. Megan McFerrin is definitely an awesome one. She just brings really good energy, and she was like one of the the first classes that we sort of took during COVID too, right, Dale? Like we went in masks and yeah. did like a private. And and so it what felt really, we felt, it's dance cardio sculpt, but like leans more towards the sculpt side. She's just mm-hmm. awesome. Like she really lights up the screen. Love that. Also um, a couple Pilates instructors in the city, like Nuwondo and Dana Levitt teach on our platform. And then also Dino again, he's awesome. He teaches on our platform, but we have instructors from all over. Like I, it's literally when we try to do a roundup, it's so hard because they're all so unique and so good. Like, I'm not just saying that, but like, that's the beauty of it is there's so many instructors who are incredible out there. And that's, that, and the reason literally why we started this platform is because we couldn't just choose a couple. Like we needed them all. <laughs> it's true. And like people bring such different things to the table as well. And I also think that someone's experience with a workout is so instructor dependent as well. Like they, they're like serious superstars. They really are. I don't know how they do it. I can barely make finish the workout and they're up there like, you know, doing it and talking about it and playing the music. It's a lot. Yeah, it's nuts. So let's talk about activewear because I think you guys have like the cutest activewear closet I have ever seen. Like, I mean, (laughs) these outfits are just, I can't deal with them. They're so cute. Um, What are your favorite brands? Oh gosh. Free people movement, which I'm wearing (laughs) right now. Yeah. Um, We love yoga. Beyond Yoga, yoga? Spanx makes really great um, workout gear. Oh, I didn't know they did. uh, I didn't know Spanx did workout gear. Oh, yeah. It's great. Super flattering. Sucks you right in. That kind of vibe. Year of Art is so good. I love them. Um, Where else? Yeah, and Aloe Yoga. We've done a bunch with. um, I've done a bunch of giveaways with. You're going to say for Sweat with Sweat. They're one of our favorites. Um. Those are probably our top, I'd say. Yeah, I've been eyeing year of year of ours. Um, their ribbed collection is so just cute. beyond, and like the way their leggings are, I think everyone needs to go check them out. And everyone's gonna spend way too much money on activewear after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are your wellness must-haves? Like, do you guys have any rituals or things that you do to help you feel your best? Definitely. I think keeping meditation as a practice that I'm doing at least a couple of times a week, ideally every day, is the best thing I can do for myself and those around me. Um, That's a big one. I'm also big on CBD. Um, I take that before bed a couple of nights a week. Sleeping is really important to me and making sure that I optimize that so that I show up my best self in the morning is huge. Um, I also wear an aura ring at night so that I can track my sleep and like you know, see what kind of factors are making it better or worse and really optimize it that way. Okay. Sorry, Dale, I'm going to let you go. But first tell me about the aura ring because I've been eyeing it forever. Do I need it? It's amazing. It's definitely an investment, but I've been wearing mine since like, I don't even know years ago when it was like a big bulky silver thing and I didn't even care. Now they have a gold one that's really chic. Um, but yeah, it gives you all kinds of stats. It tells you about your temperature during the night. They're even now able to 
detect some things related to COVID because if your temperature changes a certain degree, I think that they can, I don't know, it flags something very interesting. And also for women, I think that they're going in the direction of like looking at your basal body temperature ovulation type of deal. I'm not sure that they're there yet, but um, they're very advanced. Do they like, do they, can you, can it replace your Apple watch during the day as well? It can. I'm not big on day stats, so I don't have a lot of personal experience with that. I just slip it on at night and go to bed because all I care about is sleep, but it definitely does that during the day. They're very fine tuned. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I'm, I'm ending this interview, getting an aura (laughs) ring, buying all of my active wear. It's going to be a whole thing. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Dale, tell me your wellness rituals. It's so funny because I, I, as much as I am into fitness and health, I'm not like so into the rituals. Like I'm very basic when it comes to my health and fitness. Like I walk, I love walking, I love cooking and I love working out. I've like really had to develop a lot of patience to do like a lot of self-care. That doesn't come easy to me. Like I know so many people enjoy it. Yeah, so for me, I, I do try to go through, like really try to push myself. I actually do love CBD. I'm a big fan, as Elizabeth said. Um, and I've definitely, because it's what with Swiss, have tried to do more meditation. So it's, it's kind of is a new thing for me. Um, but yeah, like I, I would love to say I'm that person who does like crystals and this and that, but I'm just not. And I, and I maybe, I think it's something that I am working towards to, you know, be more open-minded and include these things because I hear such great things. So that's really the truth. I know it's like, it is weird. And like, cause we kind of get lumped in the wellness, which is what we also do. But um, yeah, but it's been interesting exploring it all for sure. But you know what? Like, I think that wellness means different things to different people, right? Like, I don't think that there's like one kind of way to practice wellness and self-care. Like even yeah. going and doing your workout is like, like that is wellness. That is self-care, you know? Exactly. Like listening to my, to a podcast or going on a walk and listening to a playlist is like the most mind relaxing thing. It's that therapeutic. I could do. Yeah, exactly. It's so therapeutic. Yeah. Even for me, like there's like, I I love my morning walks where I'm listening to an audiobook or podcast. So I get it. A hundred percent. Do you guys have specific morning routines? And I ask because I am crazy about my morning routine and I love asking people what theirs are. Mine kind of evolves with time. I, I don't, kind of similar to Dale, I don't necessarily stick to a specific routine. For a long time, I felt like I needed to have like my journal out and all of my things. And and it was sort of like a pressure that I didn't need because I'm already very hard on myself. Um, So really for me, it's just waking up slow, having a big glass of water, probiotic. I've been doing um, Chinese herbs recently. And so I have that every morning. And yeah, just kind of easing into the day, which often then involves a workout, like maybe 20 or 30 minutes after I wake up. It's pretty simple. Love that. It's more attainable that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I definitely try to give myself like an hour of like me time calmness. So I'm, I wake up around six, like pretty early for me, um, just so I can like have my coffee, my breakfast, relax before I know like emails and messaging are coming in. Um, it's definitely so helpful for me to have that extra, like to wake up earlier and have that time because I notice when I wake up a little too close to 
when, you know, I have to do things, I can get like a little overwhelmed and it doesn't start my day on the right foot. So, you know, starting it 30 to 45 minutes earlier really, really helps me. Um, and then from there, you know, I'll have breakfast and then I'll usually do a workout an hour or so later, depending on what we've got scheduled. Um, and then, yeah, I start my, then I do my emails and start my day. I am totally with you, honestly. So my husband and co-founder, he wakes up and he's just like goes directly into the work day into emails and phone calls. I'm like, just looking at you is giving me an anxiety attack. Like I, I can't, I need that hour. Like I need my alone time to do my thing. I don't know how people do it. That's literally, that's so funny because Nick, my fiance, he will wake up. If he has a meeting at like 9am, he's waking up at 8.59. Yes. Bed. Then he'll yes. be eating his breakfast like an hour later while he's like listening to a call. And I'm like, like, how do you do that? <laughs> like, like, it just gives me anxiety. And he doesn't drink coffee and or like tea. And I'm like, something is... Yes. It's, it's the same. I'm like, Nish, you're a psychopath. Like, what is, yeah. what is wrong with you? There's no coffee involved. It's 8.59. You've rolled out of bed for your 9 a.m. Like, what's happening? <laughs> Glad to know I'm not alone in this. No, you are definitely not alone. Um, our partners should chat about the fact <laughs> that they're crazy. Um, okay, so the last question I have for you is actually something really specific because I've been loving that you guys are doing this. Your worth the hype stories are so fun. How did you come up with the idea? Yeah, I'm so glad because today we're, we're going live with our next batch. Um, it was so random. Like one time I was checking out this, I heard about this new, this activewear brand that seemed to be all over Instagram. And I just wanted to know if it was worth buying an outfit. So I put out a poll and I said, is this like worth the hype? Like this brand is got a lot of hype. So is it worth it? Which, which brand was it? It's that active. And okay. a lot of people said no. And I was like, oh, like it looks like it's on all these Instagram models or Instagram people and people are loving it. And then I was like, okay, like maybe I'll just keep this going. And then it got a great response. And Elizabeth and I now do it every week and we respond to all the, the polls. Yeah. It's actually I like, it's great data collection on our side too, because like Dale said, we don't necessarily know everything and we're curious too. And we're susceptible to like, Instagram marketing too. So it's, it's literally interesting every single week. Yeah. I think it's really cool. I mean, I've seen restaurants on there, like yeah. the Peloton. It was like a whole thing. I did this whole binge on your, on your highlight. It's really cool. <laughs> and if we like miss, like someone thought it was yesterday and mess just like, I look forward to this every week. Why didn't you post oh. this like, tomorrow? And she's like, Oh my gosh, I, I I completely messed up the days and it was just like funny because once you get I find like once you get a series going on Instagram what whatever it is like we have our weekly snack times people get very attached to like knowing the day and the time that it is and like they can't miss the series like it's got to go live so that's another tip for content creators <laughs> It's honestly a great tip. I think consistency and like kind of giving your audience something exciting that they can expect. I think it's like such a smart thing that you guys have done. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> um, okay. So tell everyone where they can find you. Thank you so much for being here. This was such a fun conversation. You're so welcome. Yes. You guys can find us on Instagram at sweats in the city or sweatsandcity.com, know the, and that's where you can also find Sweat with Sweats. We have a big banner on the page. You can't miss it. Um, and hopefully you guys will join us on there. Amazing. Thank you so much, guys.
Thank you so much. It was so nice to meet you.